You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. The third aspect of Zainab is the jealousy of other wives from her. You've all heard of Surah At-Tahrim and the whole conspiracy, right? According to Bukhari, there are different versions as which of the Prophet's wives was the object of jealousy. Some might say Maria. Let's stick to just the Bukhari's version. Bukhari says it was Zainab. The Prophet would frequently go to Zainab and he seemed to favor her. And by the way, when you find Aisha saying, she was the Prophet's favorite after me, already you know there's something. There's some jealousy and tension. And she knew that she wasn't the favorite. That's why they came up with these conspiracies. She wanted to demonstrate after the Prophet, I was the favorite, I was the favorite. See, if you're really the favorite, if you're really the favorite, let's say your your, your father has 10 sons, and you are the favorite. Do you go around saying, I am the favorite? No. Have you seen a decent person in history pretty much saying that? Who normally keeps, who normally, who normally keeps saying, I'm the favorite, I was the favorite. She was the favorite after me, after me. Who talks like that? <laughs> who talks like that? What can you smell from these words? Jealousy, right? Well, you find that difficult to accept? Here's Bukhari. Bukhari mentions, عن عبيد ibn Umair, يقول سمعت عائشة, I heard Aisha, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa كان يمكث عند زينب بنت جحش. He used to go and spend time with Zainab, daughter of Jahsh. ويشرب عندها عسلا. He would drink honey. Now in Arabic they say, drink honey, but in English, how do we describe that? You don't drink honey, right? You eat honey. But in Arabic, they say yashrab. It's just a, a linguistic difference. He would eat honey. Aisha says, فَتَوَاصَيْتُ أَنَا وَحَفْصَ Me and Hafsa conspired. What, what's our conspiracy? What's our fabrication? What's the lie that we want to concoct? In of course, Wa'alih is from me, not from Bukhari. He deletes, you know, he omits Wa'alih. They agreed that if the Prophet comes to seize any one of us two, Aisha or Hafsa, فلتقل, let her say falsely, lying, إني أجد منك ريح مغافير. I smell مغافير from you. مغافير was a sticky type of glue that was sweet, it's a substance I think that comes from a plant or from a tree, it's sweet, but it has a very bad odor to it. So we tell the Prophet, we smell this bad odor from you. Salaam alaikum. So the Prophet comes to the house of Aisha, she tells him, yeah, yeah Rasulullah, what's, what's this bad smell? Then he goes to Hafsa, she confirms it. What, what's this bad smell? They're conspiring, they're lying, there's no bad smell. Now, the Prophet was very sensitive about what? About his scent, about the perfume, right? In fact, he would spend a lot of money on perfume. 
Because the Prophet is a community leader. People see him day and night. You want to be presentable. So the Prophet was very disturbed that they're making this claim against him. So they, they, they told him that. What did the Prophet say? He said, no. I, I did not use this uh, glue or sticky substance. I just went to Zainab and she gave me honey. Now some types of raw honey might have some smell to them. Maybe they found that as a kind of a window to tell the Prophet, look, whatever honey she's giving you is a very uh, smelly honey that has a stench to it. So the Prophet says, I was just eating honey with Zainab. Walan a'udala. Okay, I won't, I won't do that anymore. I won't go to Zainab and, and have her give me honey. Bukhari says, فنزلت. It was at this moment that Allah revealed Surah Al-Tahreem. Ya ayyuhan nabiyu. Oh Prophet, there's no need for you to make something haram on you which is halal. It's halal for you to eat honey and go and see Zainab. Why? Why are you inconveniencing yourself? So, in Tatuba ila Allah Aisha wa Hafsa, and Bukhari confirms that Aisha and Hafsa made a violation, so they must seek Tawbah until the entire chapter. So we find that out of jealousy, they would conspire against the Prophet to ruin the reputation of Zainab. Quick question here, we're not examining the tafsir of Surah Al-Tahreem. Why did the Prophet listen to Aisha and Hafsa? Let's face it, the Prophet is not a simple man. He knew it was a conspiracy, right? If you smell bad, you would know. Other people would tell you. You don't need Aisha and Hafsa to make up that lie. So why did he take their words seriously and he said, I will not go back to Zainab again? Why? Any ideas? To avoid further uh, maybe conspiracy or... One reason is to avoid further conspiracy because when you see some of your wives trying to harm another wife, you just want to end it. Just drop it. Okay, okay, I won't go there. Not because you have a valid claim, but I just don't want you to start conspiring against Zainab. So for the greater good, he acted as if he listened to them. Another reason. Because he was waiting for the word to come from God. Exactly. Another reason is the Prophet they made a claim. See, when somebody lies to Rasulullah, that's a serious offense. Take it seriously. And the way that you take it seriously is not by dismissing it. It's by acting as if you believed it. Because when you act as if you believed it, you know there's going to be intervention. And the Prophet wanted divine intervention. Had he dismissed it, do you think there would have been intervention? Not really, because there's no need. If the Prophet says, nah, you guys are just making it up. You women are just making it up. This is a women's fight. Forget it. He would have buried the subject. But how do you get strong reaction from God and from your community? By acting as if you believe their claim. So then when the response comes, it becomes very powerful and it shatters their conspiracy. So that was a smart move by the Prophet to go with the flow. It was a very smart move to end their conspiracy and to show how evil it was. Number three, the Prophet has al ghaib But remember, the Prophet was not instructed by God all the time to act upon his knowledge of, uh, of the unseen, right? You as a responsible husband, community leader, if people tell you that look, this perfume smells bad. Or if you go to this room, there's a stench to that room. 
as a responsible community leader, what are you expected to do? Not do that, right? Avoid that situation. As long as people are saying it, okay, just avoid it. So he was also acting responsibly. Yes, he knew there was a conspiracy, but the Prophet must also by, go by apparent standards, and apparently that was an appropriate measure. 